you know, your future begins with whatever is in your hands today. We can turn around what is in your hands. You and I can work together. Somebody else and you can work together. Whatever it is, today your future begins and the whole matter is in your own hands. Jesus was concerned about people's finances. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 refers. Money then is a reward because money is what you receive when you help someone else achieve their goal. Payday is simply a reward day. You're rewarded for spending your best hours of each day, your energy and your knowledge, helping your boss reach specific goals, and they paid you for this. The boss probably gets the credit and not you, but let's carry on. Money is very important. You cannot live in your home without it. You cannot provide for your family without it. Your car, if you've got one, costs money. Your clothes, when you need to buy them, costs money. Most marriage counsellors observe that the number one cause of divorce is financial conflict. And Jesus recognised the importance of money. Some think Jesus was a, a wandering nomad who wore a dirty robe and sandals and lived off scraps of food in the villages that he visited. To the contrary, he had 12 men who handled his business. One was the treasurer, and that was John in chapter 13, verse 29. It tells us so. So he had a treasurer. Jesus had a treasurer. Jesus did not want you to worry about finances. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Matthew 6, 25 and 26 refer. Jesus knew that God loved to give people good things. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father. And we can read that in James 1, chapter 1, verse 17. Money then is a fact of life. It is necessary. You need it. I need it. Everybody needs it. And money is on God's mind. It is taught about in the word of God. In fact, 20% of Jesus's teaching and conversations were about money and finances. Well, God loves to see his people prosper. So yeah, I think in Psalm 35 verses 27, it tells us, let the Lord be magnified 
which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God wants to reveal ways to you to profit and succeed financially. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. Isaiah 48 verse 17. Well, Jesus showed people how to get ahead financially through his parables about using their gifts and wisely investing what he has given them. In Matthew 25, 14, verse 29 refers, your future starts with whatever is in your hand today. Nothing is too little to multiply. Everything is re reproductive. Everyone who receives something from God, which is capable of reproducing. So that's really important. We've all got some of it and it can be reproduced. Jesus showed people that God was their true source of everything in Matthew 6, 31 to 34. And Jesus taught that giving was one of the ways to multiply what he has given you. Give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Luke 6.38. Wow, I like that one. Jesus taught how to unlock the promise of the hundredfold return. Let me just uh, tell you about Mark chapter 10 verses 29 and 30 where it said, There is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Isn't that a beautiful verse? Jesus trades the one pack for another pack and we step up into the far ahead future of eternal life. Jesus taught that you could give your way out of trouble. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. Luke 6, 38. And that's in the NIV version, by the way. Jesus taught fishermen where to drop their nets and to catch fish in Luke 5, verses 1 through 11. And notice these incredible secrets. Number one, Jesus visited people where they worked. He went to them. Number two, Jesus was so interested in their work that he instructed them as to the right time to drop their fishing nets to catch fish. And number three, the disciples had enough confidence in Jesus' knowledge that they went ahead and dropped their nets again in total obedience. Four, they caught more fish than they had ever caught, so much that their net broke. And number five, 
Their success was so remarkable, they had to have partners to help them pull in the fish. And number six is when the disciples saw the incredible knowledge and concerns and results of following Jesus' instructions, they realized how sinful they actually were and how limited they were. And number seven, they brought their ships to land and decided to totally follow Jesus and his teachings. Jesus took the time to show his disciples where to get money to pay their taxes. He said, go thou to the sea and cast a hook and take up the fish that first come up and when you open its mouth, you'll find a piece of money and you take that and give it to those that, that you're supposed to go and give it to. And that's in Matthew 17, verse 27. You can go and read that one for yourself. These are the facts. Jesus showed people where money could be found. He motivated them to try again and consider options and changes. He focused their mind on their true source, the Heavenly Father, and he encouraged them to make spiritual matters a priority. Then he encouraged them to look at their giving as a seed given in faith to reach the promise of a hundredfold harvest. He encouraged them to expect a harvest from everything they sowed into God's work by helping set others free. Oh my goodness, I'm getting blessed up here. I absolutely am. A hundredfold harvest. We can expect it for doing God's work. If there is one thing more exciting than discovering financial freedom God's way, it's helping others and helping them to discover his plan for financial freedom too. And Jesus did just that. I want to pray, pray over this little chat that we're having today. Father, I trust you and rely upon you as the source of our every financial need. Help us to fully grasp that the key to receiving finances is in sowing finances as you direct, no matter the amount. Please teach us how we can also show others how to discover financial freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I would say behind this prayer that there, I was going to say there's safety in numbers, but there is blessing in numbers. And we certainly have that in, in the... In the Joshua generation, we have the numbers. Well, question time here. What keys of wisdom has the Lord revealed to you about financial planning in your life? How can you share these nuggets with others and how consistently do you tithe and give offerings to the work of the Lord? What blessings have you received as a result of your sowing? Come on, count the blessings, get a piece of paper, put down what you're going to do with it and put down when you get the blessing back. And you can come and tell all of us. You know, because Jesus was willing to go where he had never, ever been before. Also, he says in Isaiah 6, 8, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then he said, here I am, send me. 
Geography makes a difference. Pineapples do well in Hawaii. They do not do very well in Alaska. Atmosphere matters. The climate is important for any seed to grow. You too are a seed. Your business and your product are like seeds. However, you may need to change locations and situations to unlock the full potential of your success. This is why the Joshua generation and their ambassadors are so very important to give others the opportunity to do just this. Success requires people. You will never succeed without networking with many different kinds of people. They may not be easily accessible. You may have to leave the comforts of your home, as I have done many, for many years, or office to go out and reach them and achieve extraordinary success. Recently, I was amazed by what I saw in the life of Jesus. He was constantly in movement, constantly changing locations. Do you know, we've had three changes of location and homes in six years. And he was, he, he has, he, he was come down from the mountain, the scripture tells us in Matthew 8.1. He entered into Capernaum in 8.5. He was come into Peter's house in 8.14. He was entered into a ship in, eight, in <laughs> 823. And when he was come to the other side into the country of, of uh, what's it called, Ger Ger Genesenes, I think it was called, in 828, Jesus was on the move all the time. Jesus was constantly arising, departing and going to new places. He sought to be around new people. He discussed his teaching with many types of people of varied backgrounds. Some people will not come to where you are. You have to go to their home or to their town and to enter their environment. And again, a wisdom key here could be you must be willing to go where you have never been to create something that you have never had. Once Jesus told his disciples to go to the upper room, they were to tarry there until they received the marvellous experience of the Holy Spirit. He told 500 to do this. 380 disobeyed him. Wow, that's a heck of a lot. Even after they had observed his resurrection and his miracle life, only 120 out of the 500 actually followed his instruction. But those who were willing to go to a different place, the upper room, received the marvellous outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Genesis 12, 12 puts it this way. Abraham, the uh, patriarch of the Israelites, had to make geographical changes before his success could be birthed. Joseph found his incredible success in another country, in Egypt, and Ruth willingly left her heathen family in Moab and went to Bethlehem with Naomi where she met Boaz, the financial giant of the community and married him. It is normal to move towards those who are easily accessible. Sometimes you have to go somewhere you've never been before and before you taste extraordinary excess that you want to experience because Jesus did exactly that. Father, I close this session. I know that you have a plan for our, each of our lives and I ask you, Father, 
that you will help all of us to be willing to go where we have never been before so that you can help us create the success that we've never experienced before either. In Jesus' name, amen. And it leaves me only to ask you a quick question. What benefits do you think you have experienced by changing jobs or companies or geographical locations? And how can you prepare yourself to help or help others to major on the opportunities and not the obstacles when faced with times of change? Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon.